Hey there, and welcome back to the Mini Weekend. I'm your host, Jack. Let's uh, crack a beer and get the ball rolling. So tonight we went with um, Burning Brothers Brewing, um, and the beer is Aunt M's Irish Red Ale. Uh, I'm going to be completely honest. I remember um, before picking this one for tonight, I remember thinking to myself, gosh, you know, I, I think this is a Minneapolis brewery. I think I've been there before, just like not realizing it. Nope. Uh, <laughs> these guys are actually out of uh, St. Um, Paul for those that are uh, Hamlin students, Concordia students, St. Thomas students uh, in that area. They're actually just right off of Thomas Avenue, kind of on the corner of uh Thomas and uh Wheeler there but wow I I really like this. Um I have to admit it tastes a lot different than um I thought it was going to be. Then again I, I don't really I've never really had an Irish red ale. Um but a lot of Irish beers that I have had are very dark. Um, so that's honestly what I was kind of anticipating. Um, I do, I do like this. I don't, I'm very Irish myself. Um, my great, great grandparents came directly over from Ireland. Um, and we recently, within the last five, six years, actually took a family trip over there. Um, we have a, uh, family, excuse me, a farm that's actually still over there. So that was fun to go see that. But yeah, I remember like, I mean, I know... Guinness is very uh, dark, but it's not a bad thing. But a lot of Irish beers that I have had typically are, um, excuse me, darker or fuller. So I I like this though. Um, it's an English, excuse me, it's an easy drinking and um, delightful beer. Um, the APB is a five point one. Um, and it's a millet and buckwheat that, um, is perfectly balanced with just kind of a touch of, uh, warrior hops, but, um, gosh, I, I like it. I, you know, the more you drink it, the more you can kind of taste the, um, the dark kind of Irish fullness to it as an aftertaste, but it goes down smooth, like I said, it is an Irish red, red ale, which I'm led to believe is their version of, you know, like a light beer or something like that. But I like it. Um, as for the brewery, I don't believe I've ever been there. Excuse me. But some of these uh, pictures make it look uh, kind of cool. Like I said, it's kind of down in that um, St. Paul. Um, excuse me. Uh, that St. Paul... Um, uh, kind of college town area, um, kind of tucked between, uh, not far from Allianz Field. So if you're a Loons fan or getting ready to go to the uh, Loons playoff game uh, a week from this uh, Sunday, you should definitely check this out before you go there. <sighs> Excuse me, but I do like it. Um, I'm going to go ahead and give it, I'm going to give it seven one. I like it. It's it's not something I would usually drink, but I'm glad I stumbled upon it. Maybe maybe I I, I start drinking these more often. 
like I said, it's light enough that you can kind of drink it year-round. It's kind of cool, but um, yeah, you guys are just going to have to go check uh, them out and check out this beer. Their website is uh, pretty sweet. They got a lot of stuff that you can check out. Um, they have uh, a calendar that you can check out. They got uh, some events uh, coming up. Excuse me. Um, every Thursday they put out, uh, they got Trivia, Mafia. Um, they got um, Signature on Wheels. They have some, um, excuse me, uh, food trucks, that kind of stuff. So, um Go go check them out. I I like them. They seem legit. I they're definitely on my uh, list of places to go to now. So go check them out. Like I said, uh, website is burnbrosbrew.com, um, and you can also find them on Facebook, Instagram, and uh, Twitter. So go check them out. Let me know what you guys think. Uh, their hours are they're closed Mondays and Tuesdays, Wednesdays through Fridays, four p.m. to ten p.m. Saturdays 1 p.m. to 10 p.m. and Sundays 1 p.m. to 6 p.m. So, I mean, I know I've already said a handful of time, but go check them out. Let me know what you think and let me know uh, what I should try from them next. So, with that, uh, moving on to uh, the college corner talk. Um, men's hockey has been in uh, full force these last couple of weeks. Uh, the Golden Gophers, excuse me, um, New Golden Gopher hockey team was, um, <clears throat> excuse me, I believe, uh, in a border battle this last weekend with the Wisconsin Badgers. That series was taken place uh, in Wisconsin. The Gopher, the men's Gophers team, lost a heartbreaker three to two in overtime on Friday the fifth before uh, trouncing uh, the Badgers four to one the next night on Saturday. Um, so obviously, you know, nice to get a split with Wisconsin in Wisconsin. Um, but especially with the Badgers, you always like to see a, uh, a clean sweep. Um, but nonetheless, um, for those that don't remember the Gophers are current, uh, currently have two sweeps on their record already this early season, uh, after their fight with the Badgers, they are six and four on the, on the young season, um, and right now, uh, yeah, so go uh, go check uh, out them this weekend. Uh, they are actually taking on the Ohio State Buckeyes in Minneapolis. Coming into this game, they've won six games over the Ohio State Buckeyes. Uh, the first game is tomorrow night, Friday uh, at 6.30 p.m. <clears throat> and then Saturday's game is at 5 p.m. Uh, both games can be seen on Bally Sports North. So, um Go, uh, excuse me, go see what, uh, that team's all about, uh, thus far throughout the, excuse me, I think I got something in my throat here, I apologize for that, um, uh, thus far through this early season, the Gophers are rolling as far as, uh, points are concerned, uh, right now, Blake McLaughlin excuse me, senior forward from Grands Rapids, Minnesota, is actually leading the team with his uh, 13 points, while uh, junior Bryce Brodzinski is leading the team with his six goals. Uh, Jack LaFontaine is still... Uh, Jack LaFontaine is uh, still doing his thing 
in net. Uh, he's played in, or has been played in nine of the uh, ten games for them thus far. Has that six four and all record. Um, he is. He does have a two point two, sorry, two point seven two goals against average. Um, and has a save percent of 900. So, like I said, this team's rolling, and um, uh, hope they can get another sweep against these uh, buff guys. As for the Tommy men's hockey team, they're still um, kind of slowly uh, pl- plugging away. Uh, don't have, I mean, a great record, which, um, you know, you kind of... A lot of us kind of figured that was going to be the case. They're one and eleven right now. Uh, their lone win coming on that second game of that uh, Ferris State weekend uh, a couple weeks ago at the end of October. Um, but this Tommy hockey men's hockey team was actually off this last. Excuse me, off this last. Um, Weekend after uh, getting swept by Bowling Green two weekends ago, but they're gearing up for a home and home series against uh, Mankato State um, tonight. They're actually playing at seven oh seven, and then tomorrow night they're um, tonight's game is in Mankato. Uh, tomorrow's or two ga- days away from now on the Saturday the twentieth, uh, they will play Mankato State in Mendota Heights. So um, we uh, we wish them good luck there, um, and then so far uh, in this young season for the Tommies, uh, senior Matthew Jennings from Buford, Buford. I I hope I pronounced that right. I probably did. Georgia is uh, is leading the team with uh, eight points, while uh, freshman. Um, Forward from Pleasant Prairie, Wisconsin, Kyler Grundy is leading the team with his four um, assists. And I, I I didn't really look too much into this until getting ready for this podcast, but it kind of looks like um, St. Thomas has been splitting time between their two goalies. So graduate student um, Peter Thome um, from Minneapolis, Minnesota, Currently has a he, he he's the one with our um, one win. He's got a one nine and zero record. He's got a goals against average of four point two four and a save percentage of eight eighty. Um, excuse me, Jacob Berger, a senior out of uh, Minnetonka, Minnesota, has already be, been in a couple of games as well. He has an zero and two record. Um, 4.57 goals against average and an 8.28 uh, save percentage. So, I mean, once again, uh, we kind of knew making that D3 to D1 jump wasn't going to be easy by any stretch, but um, you hope to kind of see some more success coming you know, down the pipeline. I mean, their, their, uh, their schedule certainly doesn't get easier. Minnesota State is, um, is great. Penn State, um, it's a Big Ten team. I mean, they're used to playing a lot of tough teams. Uh, Bemidji, uh, we played Bemidji State again. Or if we haven't played Bemidji State, I'm thinking about the girls' team. <clears throat> Michigan Tech, Bowling Green has already beat us. So, I mean, we got a tough go the rest of the way. But, um, you know, we hope they can get some traction kind of uh, coming down the, uh, excuse me, uh, coming down the uh, the stretch here. So, 
As for the Gopher women's hockey team, they were actually off this last weekend as well as they're getting ready to host a series against the RIT uh, Tigers this weekend. Uh, The first game in that series will be tomorrow night, uh, Friday at 6 p.m. And then on Saturday at 4 p.m. Both of those games can be seen on Big Ten Plus. Um, But the girls are... are, um, uh, the girls' gopher team are riding high right now after starting their first four games off with a 1-3 and three record. They have gone on to win their next six games and are currently riding that six-game winning streak coming into RIT, sitting at 7-3 and three on the season. So huge congratulations to them. We wish them nothing but the best luck um, this, excuse me, this weekend um, against the RIT Tigers team. Um, and for the Lady Gopher hockey team, uh, Taylor Heisey, the senior out of Lake City, Minnesota, is leading the way with her 14 points with five goals and nine assists. While Amy Potomac, the redshirt senior um, out of Aldergrove, British Columbia, is leading the team with her seven goals. Meanwhile, in net, um, excuse me, uh, it looks like Michaela Paul and Lauren Bench are kind of splitting the time uh, this year. Michaela Paul uh, has the better of the two records between the two of them. She holds a 3-0-0-1. That's uh, with a shootout loss, uh, she holds a 1.88 goals against average and a 9.07 save percentage. Uh, Paul is a junior out of Rochester, Minnesota. And then Lauren Bench, who came back for her fifth season, uh, is out of Egan, and she is currently holding on to a 3-2 and 0 record with um, a 2.6 goals against average and also a over 900 save percentage at 902. And then the newcomer, Skylar Vetter, uh, freshman out of Lakeville, Minnesota from Lakeville North High School, has already seen two games herself. She currently holds a 1-1 one and one record. Um, she has a save percentage of 893 and a goals against average of 2.57. So, um, you know, definitely can see that this Women's hockey team is um, women's hockey team is uh, holding their own and you know getting contributions from all the way around. So good luck this weekend against RIT, and we wish you guys uh, nothing but the best going forward uh, for the women's hockey team. Excuse me, uh, the women's hockey team was one of the few teams actually in action this last weekend. Um, they were playing host to the Ohio State Buckeyes, and man, did Ohio State prove to be just flat out be the better team. Uh, Ohio State beat them Friday on November 5th, 1-8. Um, and then the next night, they uh, Ohio State beat the uh, Tommies 2-6. Excuse me. Uh, it's also worth noting Ohio State is also currently ranked number two in the nation. So it's not like they just got outscored and outplayed by, you know, a bad team or, or you know a team that maybe isn't people didn't think is good. I think as of right now, the last time I checked for the women's hockey team, um, this Big Ten 
hockey is really doing their frick or WCHA is really doing their thing. Um, the Badgers who are in that division or in that conference are number one. And then Ohio State's also in that conference and they're number two. Uh, and then the Gophers are in that conference as well. And they're number three. So, uh, definitely a lot of star power there. And, um, also worth noting before we move on on into basketball i did hear it's sounding like um i don't know if it's going to be this year or next year or going forward what have you but it sounds like they are actually um extending and expanding the girls national um championship bracket from i think it was eight teams to 11 teams 11 or 12 teams or something like that so that's big news um because a lot of people believe that the uh, the Golden Gopher women's hockey team kind of got snubbed out of being in that place. So, yeah. Uh, um, so, for the one team that was actually in action this last weekend, the women's hockey team, they're actually gearing up um, to have a weekend off. So, uh, they will actually be kind of hanging out, doing their thing this weekend, getting ready for a home series against the uh, University of Wisconsin Badgers on the 20th and 21st, um, excuse me, uh, for this women's um, hockey team. They are being led by, excuse me, junior forward Luci Bianchi. I'm, I'm sure I botched that. She's from Bloomington, Minnesota. Her and Abby Promensberger are tied for the team lead with um, five points. Uh, Pomsberger is a freshman from Fargo, North Dakota. So both of them have three goals and two assists um, coming into their off weekend. And both of them are tied for the team lead with goals too. So um, love to uh, love to see that. In fact, they have this team currently has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 12 skaters with at least one point uh, in their first 12 games. So sharing the load and, um, you know, teamwork makes a dream work. So uh, wish them the, wish them a good off weekend and hope they can kick some uh, Wisconsin butt. Doesn't matter who it is. You always love to see a Minnesota team beat up on the uh, Wisconsinites. So, Yeah. As for you basketball fans out there, um, basketball, college basketball has gotten underway. Uh, For the men's team, they played their first um, exhibition game actually on the 1st of Monday against Concordia St. Paul. They beat Concordia St. Paul 82-67. I don't believe this uh, game counts towards their record. but I mean, got the win regardless. Um, but their season opener this last Tuesday uh, was against Kansas City, and they beat uh, the Kansas City team seventy-one to uh, fifty-six. Uh, this men's basketball team got twenty-one points. Or sorry, I was looking at the wrong box score. <laughs> they had eighteen points from Jamison uh, Battle, and then thirteen apiece from both Peyton Willis and E.J. Stevens, which is awesome. Eric Curry led the way with seven rebounds, um, and 
centerman Charlie Daniels led the way with three blocks in this game um, as well. So, um, you know, early on in the season, but, um, you know, you like to see the wins uh, early on because, like we've talked about in the past, you know, you talk about college basketball. Excuse me. You talk about uh, college basketball, and the Big Ten is definitely um, stacked. I mean, you... You um, there's no two ways around it. You look at that. You look at this conference. You got Michigan, who's always um really good. Michigan State, who's always pretty good. Wisconsin's always good. Ohio's always good. Purdue is always uh, right right up in there. Excuse me. Purdue's always all up in there. Uh, Indiana's usually you know pretty good. Iowa's usually always pretty good. Um, and you know. Nebraska, some of those teams can be pretty good too. So they got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven games before kind of getting into Big Ten play. Um, so I've always been a huge advocate for, you know, I'd love to see this basketball team under Ben Johnson and going forward play some tougher, uh, play some tougher um, non-conference competition. But nonetheless, you really have to capitalize on those non-conference games because you know your record in the Big Ten is always going to be you know, competitive. I'm not going to say they're always going to lose or they're always going to win, but it's just it's going to be a tough go because it's going to be a battle every single game. So you want to make these um, you want to make these non-conference games count as wins um, when you're coming down the stretch with regards to um, you know getting a look at for the um, getting a look at for uh, March Madness. So with that, the Gopher basketball team will actually be taking place in uh, what's called the Asheville Championship um, this weekend. So tomorrow night, uh, Friday at five thirty, they'll be playing Western Kentucky in Asheville, North Carolina, and then on Sunday the fourteenth, they'll be playing. If, if if they beat Western Kentucky, they'll be play the winner of South Carolina Princeton. Or if they lose to Western Kentucky, they'll play the loser of South Carolina or Princeton on um, the fourteenth. Um, I believe tomorrow night's game will be on ESPNU. As for the uh, Sunday game, um, it says ESPN Network. So it's uh, stay tuned and pay attention to our social media to. Um, Excuse me. Find out what uh, channel to check them out on. So that is it for the men's basketball. Excuse me, team. Um, the men's Tommy basketball team got their debut out of the way. They lost a heartbreaker uh, in the final minutes to the Chicago State University team in Chicago, Illinois, seventy-two to seventy-seven. Uh, the Tommies actually. Um, went into halftime only losing by one thirty-three to thirty-two, um, and the Tommies actually looked pretty solid coming up to the last couple minutes. As um, excuse me, as the Chicago State team would go on in eight. Um, what was it? It was like an eight-zero run to finish off the game. So. Um, you know, you, you you definitely hate to see games lost by this, but hey, you know they got their you know they got their the jitters off, um, and now they can uh, 
go forward and um, hopefully uh, get the dub. The uh, the Tommies were led. Uh, the Tommies were led in this game by senior uh, guard Parker Bjorkland. Parker um, led the Tommies in scoring and finished the Division One uh, debut with 16 points, nine rebounds, and two assists. Um, so he he was all over the floor. Uh, Chicago State shot a little better from the field and from three point range. Um, for them, um, but you know, you know, Johnny Tower is going to get back to the fundamentals and um, fundamentals and uh, go from there, and you know, turn th- turn good defense into offense um, for this team. So yeah, uh, up next for you, Tommy basketball lovers, the uh, they will be in Brooklyn Heights, New York, to take on the St. Francis College. On this Saturday at 1 p.m. Monday the 15th. They'll continue to be in New York. To play Fordham University. On Monday at 6 p.m. And that will round out their next two games. For this next week. <clears throat> As for the women's basketball team. Uh, they had a little bit. Not to throw shade to the men's team. They had a little bit of a little. Uh, better. Um, or sorry harder. Um, opponent for their Division One debut. They went up against the University of Michigan Badgers, and for the most part, they held their own. Um, the second quarter would uh, would go on to be the difference maker as St. Thomas would only um, be outscored in the first, third, and fourth quarters by Wisconsin by one point. So you take the final score was 51-67, um, excuse me, you take that second quarter out of it and it's a 40, 43 to 40 ball game. Um, but again, once again, getting the, uh, getting, you know, the monkeys off their back, uh, they played in the coal center in Wisconsin, which is, is, is tough to, uh, tough to play at as well. But, um, you know, I think for the most part, they, they had a great outing. Uh, for the team, um, Aaron Norling, uh, the graduate student uh, forward, led the Lady Tommies with 15 points, six rebounds, and she had a block to her name. As for her teammate, um, graduate student Kaya Porter from Roseville, Minnesota, she finished the game with 13 points, seven rebounds, one block, and one steal. Um, you know, Maggie Negar finished with seven points. Jade Hill had five. Um, Joe Langbin had nine. And Kate Burns had a basket herself. So, um, you know, once again, getting the cobwebs out. Um, I look at, um, you know, some of the percentages. Wisconsin shot a little bit better from the floor. Uh, the big thing was they shot... Um, they were a lot more effective behind the arc. The Tommies actually took seven more three-pointers than uh, the Badgers did in this game, but um, the Badgers just capitalized more often when they took them. So um, only good things ahead. Only good things ahead. I know both these basketball teams are, are prominent have and have been good, very good at the Division three level. 
for a long time. Um, so it might uh, take them a little bit to go, but it'll be fun to watch them. So the um, the lone game for uh, the women's basketball team before the next podcast will be this Saturday, two days from today at 1 p.m., they will play their home opener against the Illinois State University. So good luck. Uh, good luck to them. Uh, as for the football team, so the men's, uh, go for men's team is um, playing, will be in Iowa this weekend. Uh, it'll be the 115th time that the Gophers um, and Iowa will meet. Gophers are leading this all-time series 62-52. to 52. Um, And it's also worth noting the Gophers have more wins against this Hawkeyes team than any other team in program histories. Um, a couple other things to know about this game that I actually did not know until looking into it. The Gophers have one of the strongest rush defenses in the country, ranking 14th nationally and third in the Big Ten, only allowing 1.103.1 rushing yards per game. The national average this game this year is actually 164 yards per game. So that is huge. If uh, if Minnesota can get back to that um, this week, um, which they didn't do last week, it'll. It'll uh, it'll be huge, huge. But on top of that, Minnesota enters this Saturday's game with the number eight total defense in the country, allowing just two hundred and ninety-eight point nine yards per game. And it's also worth noting that's on pace to beat their best mark in program history since nineteen seventy-seven, when they allowed two hundred and ninety-two point eight yards uh, per game. Um, the other thing uh, I thought was interesting, Minnesota is three and zero on the road this year. Uh, we went to Colorado and shut them out thirty to nothing. Excuse me, in Boulder, uh, they won at Purdue in a grind them out game twenty to thirteen. Before going to uh, Northwestern the next weekend and winning forty one to fourteen, so a couple interesting. Uh, Tidbits, uh, definitely. I believe um, as of right now, um, Gophers after last week's atrocious game um, and loss to Illinois um, are unranked. But I believe Iowa comes into this game at uh, 20 or 22. So um, you would think if we're able to beat this Iowa team, which I think is, is doable, um, but if you, you think if we're able to beat this Iowa team, that should be able to get us back into the top 25. Um, and I'll say this, I do believe this team will beat Iowa. This team needs to play better and more sound, um, going into this game. There's just, there's, there's no two ways around it. It needs to happen. And, um, this last weekend, the Gophers, I'm not going to lie. They looked like the Vikings. They looked like the Vikings. They um, relied too much on their rushing game. Uh, Illinois knew going into that game that they had a great rushing attack, and their coaches said, "Hey, we're gonna we're gonna stick by this running game, and we're okay if we lose because they're gonna pass on us, not because they're rushing." And 
uh, freaking PGS Lack and them boys said, hold my beer, we're still going to try running against this team, and um, I don't, I I don't like Tanner Morgan this year. I know he was on everybody's radar last year saying, oh, you know, he was a top candidate, you know, to be taken in the draft and all those uh, sorts of things. But he, he just hasn't been playing great this year. Um, and I'll tell you something. Going into this, I, uh, I think I tweeted it the other day, but um, I'll say it on here for my listeners that maybe don't go on the social media as much. Um, but these last uh, three games were at Iowa um, two weeks from now. We're at Indiana, and then to end the season, we're versus Wisconsin. <coughs> I'm telling you right now, Iowa, Indiana, and Wisconsin are all going to take the same plan of Illinois and say, hey, you know, we know this team can run the ball. We know this. We're going to make them pass on us. So I guarantee you, I think we will find a way to do it. But if we do not find a way to effectively throw the ball... We will lose the next three games, finish the season six and six, probably not get a bowl game, and it's it's just going to be it's going to look like a lost season. Do I think that's gonna happen? No. I do think PJ Fleck between PJ Fleck and Mike Zimmer, I do think PJ Fleck um is better in the sense that he will find a way to um overcome this because the, the Gophers haven't lost two uh, straight games uh, for a while now, and um, I don't think it's going to happen this weekend, um, but something's got to change. they they got to fix that up, and they got to do it um, quickly. So that's what uh, you heard it here first. Um, as for the Tommy uh, football team, uh, they are coming off of a rather... A not great loss uh, against Davidson College in North Carolina. They lost by a score of 15 to um, 42. Um, Tommy Dolan uh, went 18 for 31 through a TD, two interceptions, and was sacked once. Uh, Hope Adebayo was only able to actually run for 44 um uh, for 44 yards and one of our two um, touchdowns as well. Uh, it's worth noting we actually went into the half um, up or down only um, 21 to seven, but uh, we just we couldn't stop the bleeding. Um, this team that's kind of prided themselves on uh, on uh, defense this last uh, this year so far just wasn't able to uh, get uh, get a whole lot done. Um, there, they ran the ball effectively against us. Um, they didn't throw a whole lot, which um, was bad for our secondary. Our secondary's got a handful of picks so far, but uh, it just wasn't their game, and and that's okay. You know, I mean, despite that loss, they're five and three. And they got two games left. I think if they, as long as, and I don't know specifics, so don't crucify me. I think between Drake University, they're playing Saturday at noon, and then Presbyterian College on, at, on the 20th at 1 p.m. Um, Drake, the game against Drake is in Iowa 
on ESPN3, and Presbyterian College will come to St. Paul. If they're able to win one of these two games, uh, I don't... I don't see why you couldn't give them a shot in the uh, the playoffs. Now, again, I don't know how that selection committee goes and all that kind of stuff, but you know why not toss them in? And I think, truthfully, they've surprised me. Uh, if you told me, going, I I did not know much about these teams they were going to be playing with. I knew University of Northern Iowa was a beast. But if you would have told me eight games into this season that we'd be five and three. I'd say, I don't like those odds of them being 5-3 and three in their first state. But, hey, here they are. So, yes, like I said, you heard it here first. If we're able to finish the season 6-4, um, and four, I think it should be good enough to get a spot. Now, I don't know how other divisions, conferences are going and um, all that kind of jazz. But, I, you know, they're right in the top third of our division or in our conference so why the heck not so like i said um drake university in des moines iowa uh this saturday at noon uh you can find that game on espn3 so go check them out and um i'll say this if we finish seven and three i don't know how possible that is but if we finish seven and three um yeah, I mean, they probably should be in you know the playoffs. They probably lose right away, but make the playoffs nonetheless. So, uh, roll Toms. Um, let's go. So now on to the local business shout-out. Um, so for this week, I decided to actually um, go a little bit of a different route. So some of you have probably heard of it. Um, some maybe haven't, but for those that haven't, uh, this week we're doing the beer dabbler. Um, so I'm sure some of you have probably heard of the event. It's more, I mean, no disrespect. It's more of an event than it is a business, but wanted to give them a shout out. We're kind of getting close here. I mean, it's, it's damn near, um, you know, the middle of November already. So we're, um, what? December, January, like three months away. So, so some of you that probably know about the beer dabbler, uh, great. For those that don't and are wondering what is this, um, the beer dabbler exists to elevate the craft beer industry and connect consumers with craft beer brands to forge lasting bonds, increase customer education, and broaden the brand awareness. Uh, a little more about them: the beer dabbler began hosting beer festivals in Minnesota back in '08. And have been connecting um, people like us with craft beer brands ever since. In 2012, uh, they actually launched their own magazine uh, called The Growler. And it's to cover the beer scene. Uh, unfortunately, in 2020, due to the COVID-19 pandemic, The Growler ceased operations. But now the Beer Dabbler is relaunching as the community's go-to source for all things beer with events. Limited edition beer merchandise, uh, beer reviews, beer uh, brewery news, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, as part of their relaunch, um, I, I looked it up. They're actually launching a brand new video channel called Dabbler TV with a commitment of bringing consumers exclusive video content that, content that resonates in today's media landscape, which can be found on uh, YouTube. Also, for those that don't know, uh, the Beer Dabbler is Saturday, February 19th. 2022 from 3 p.m. to 6 30 
p.m. with early access starting at 9 p.m. Um, right now, it sounds like their backup date is Saturday, April 9th. Um, but you can actually go get tickets um, right now. Um, you do, in fact, have to be uh, 21 to go um, right now. Um, general admission tickets are $55, early access is $75, and, um, and designated driver tickets are $20. They also, so you guys know, have an entry ticket plus merch bundle um, for a general admission 3 to 6 plus a long sleeve t-shirt. You can get that for $85. Bucks. For $105, you can get early access from 2 to 6.30 with a long sleeve t-shirt. And for only $50 um, for those designated drivers, you can also get a long sleeve tee for just $50. So um, go check out their website. They honestly have a lot of things um, going on. Um, they got a cool map to kind of, for those that do go every single year, they do have you know a map of everything lined up, uh, kind of showing you uh, who's going to be there this year. Um, and all of that kind of stuff. Um, and it kind of shows you everybody that's going to be there, uh, at the dabbler as, uh, as well. So yeah, go check it out. It's, um, beer dabbler, um, dot com. And you can actually find them on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter as well. And do not forget they have, um, Excuse me, like I mentioned, um, you can get involved with them and everything like that. But like I mentioned, they do have their Dabbler TV now on YouTube. So, excuse me, go uh, go check that out.